Okay, what's going on, guys? And welcome to a new episode of Energize. Ross, introduce the champ. Today we have the Cage Warriors, lightweight champion of the world. It is the one and only Middlesbrough's own George Hardwick. George, how are you doing, bud? I'm doing great. It's a lovely Sunday morning, although it's a bit foggy. Uh, it is a lovely yeah. Sunday morning. So yeah, all the hard, all the hard training's finished. Just chilled. Going to go to uh, Saltburn, which is a local seaside town. Hopefully the fog clears up. What are you going to do there, George? Uh, mooch about. Have, a, have some coffee. Have a daft laugh in that. Normally it's a fish and chips and ice cream type place, but, you know, not this close. Well, uh, who are you bringing with you? <laughs> Pardon? Who, who are you going to bring with you to a uh, fish burn? Salt, oh, Saltburn. Uh, Saltburn, just... sorry. I was thinking of the fish and chips. Uh, just a big girlfriend. Fishburn! <laughs> For people tuning in right now, Cage Warriors 147 Unplugged is this Sunday, the 20th of November. George Hardwick is headlining the card. He's taking on Chris Bungard for the lightweight title. George, you must be excited. Absolutely, yeah. I've, this is, you know, ever since the last fight, this is what I've been on about perfect timing is to get one more fight. Uh, towards the end of the year, wherever that is. And this kind of just came out of nowhere. It was about four weeks before the fight date. I just, weight's coming down. I'm feeling sick, feeling really fast in training. I'm like, I'm kind of peaking and there's no fight. Should I be worried? And then it was the next day. We go to strength and conditioning. Harry's Corsa breaks down. Just as I get my license, uh, you know, our kind of shared car is just broke down and it's died. So we have to sit in a cafe for ages. And whilst I'm sat in the cafe, I get this. Uh, Ian Dean gets in touch with me, sends a contract through, and I'm like, sign it straight away. Yeah, t- tell, tell us this. Were you, were you shocked when the name Chris Bumgar came to you? Because obviously, this is uh, he was only one fight in with Cage Warriors. It was a split decision win. Were you surprised that, that was the name that you got? See, at that point, I thought he was still fighting Gavin Hughes. I didn't know uh, that fight was off, whatever happened there. But... You know, I'm not surprised because he's only got one fight in Cage Warriors, but he's got a lot of the big show experience, which, yeah. you know, and that bit of name behind him, that always counts for something. And, you know, it's just a perfect fight before the end of the year. And t- tell us this, George. Obviously, um, Mike Figlak went to fight at UFC Paris. Uh, I don't know if many people know. Uh, you were off that fight first, if I'm not correct. Um, do you think this is this is the one that gets you that big call-up that you're looking for? Yeah, because this is the thing. When I was offered that fight, I'm on my first adult holiday of my life. Oh yeah, um, you're you're wearing like, the energized glasses and everything. Yeah, I'm in. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm in Crete with the energized glasses on, uh, representing. I'm like way over. It's, it would have been a week's notice. I'd have to pay fucking loads to fly back, and then there's my hands were still sore, my nose was still sore. It would have just been fighting at a really compromised state. I'm like I'd rather make a good defense than like jump head first at the UFC in a way which would be compromised and there's there's all kinds of travel difficulties at that point. Did you consider though your tan game would have been on point though? Oh yeah, I I keep a good tan anyway I think because I eat loads of carrots, oranges carotenoid rich foods cucurbits, you know, them kinds of squashes 
They the always... more orange foods, the better your tan is, apparently. It, there is some truth to it, you know. There's, <laughs> there's some truth to that carotenoid stuff. Uh, George, did, like obviously when you got the call to compete on UC Paris, did you? who did you run that by? Like to, because a lot of people would just jump at it. Obviously, Paddy, uh, Paddy the Body Pimlet is well known for like turning down the UFC a couple of times. So, like, who did you like run this situation by? Uh, so I literally just um, messaged Harry in a little group chat where I've, it's just me, me, Harry, and Leon, and we were just kind of like, no, it doesn't really, doesn't really work in terms of the time frame. It was like eight days, nine days. I can't remember exactly. I, I'd have to have flew back immediately, try to train where there's no guarantee I could have hit pads hard because my left hand was still sore as from that fight. There's no guarantee my nose wouldn't have just opened up if it took any contact. So it wasn't like, wasn't ideal. I'm all, another one, um, Jerry Prohaska, he's, he turned down the UFC first, which is just like, I'd rather have a good defense and cage warriors solidify the belt. At, at the right time in the competitive schedule, you know, because you, mm. depending how hard the fights are, because that fight with Driscoll was a bit of a war. Yeah, I knew I need, I knew I needed that time, little break, and then towards the end of the year. No, that, that's fair enough. And you know what, we we think you made the right call as well. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't work out for Mike Figlak at, at the time. But like th- this Bungar fight is an interesting one. Like you say, he, he he's a veteran. He's got that name recognition. And he, he could be the one who gets gets you over the line because it seems to be uh, harder and harder to get that phone call from the UFC. Um, we're still waiting to see if Paul Hughes gets the phone call. We're still waiting uh, to see if you know, Christian Leroy Duncan gets the phone call. There's, there's a few others who are uh, Reese McKee's up for a phone call. You know what I mean? So maybe, maybe the line's not working at the moment, George. Maybe maybe you can get it working. Um, yeah, if I have to defend the belt again after this, I'm more just tuned into my kind of competitive schedule. But I think this is a good... He's dangerous, Chris Bungar, but this is a good fight to put on a showcase. He's got similarities to past opponents that I've, you know, shown I've got the finish over in entertaining ways. But he has got that kind of unorthodox stuff. He can throw elbows and back fists and awkward submissions out of nowhere. So it's dangerous, but a really good chance to put on a showcase. And tell tell us this, George, because obviously there's been huge, some huge cards this year. Like you fought on some, you've been some. You know, uh, there's obviously the the fight nights of Cage Warriors before UFC London, um, UFC Belfast was a big one. Uh, Youth Lieutenant was a big one, but this one's in the UFC or this one's in the BT Sports studios, and uh, obviously UFC have a massive contract with BT Sports. I know there might might be maybe of more eyes on some of the other ones, but do you reckon this one might have the right eyes on it more so than the most eyes? See, I've always been aware there's probably been UFC people at the past few events because mm. my last two fights this year, there's been the UFC London's happening in the full or two the next yeah. day. So I've always been aware of that. But to be honest, around fight time, it's hard to hard to visualize that. It's all just the certain shots I want to land and certain things I'm aware of. It'll, it'll sink in after the fight as I'm going around the venue. You know, it'll be a different venue. I've been either York Hall or Oto Windigo for past year now. This one's going to be like fighting in the gym. I'd say there's going to be about 200 people there, Max. Yeah, it'll, it'll probably be similar to the uh, COVID fights, like the pandemic era fights. 
Yeah, imagine so. Imagine it's the UK's answer to the apex of Hackfree Balls. Would you say that? Yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly what we're thinking. Uh, you were mentioning that each fighter gets like 10 tickets each. Yeah, it's like 10 invites each. Jeez, Very I'll exclusive, you, I'll you, Ross. I'd say you have friends reaching out the woodworks trying to become more popular than ever, uh, George. <laughs> well, um, I've just sent them off to the sponsors. Yeah, this sounds uh, like a Mark Zuckerberg uh, fight night. If you had those, those, uh, George, obviously, uh, Harry was out two weeks ago. Uh, uh, Katie Warriors 145, he beat Steve Amable. Tell us how impressed were you with Harry and is he the next man up for that featherweight belt? Because we seem to think so. I think definitely 100% because no one's done that to Amable. Amable, even champions who beat Amable or people gone on to be champions like Vachenik didn't beat him in that way. It was a close fight. Anyone's beat Aimable for a long time. Like, I think Perry was a la- Perry Goodwin was the last guy to beat him before that. It's been close. No one's just blew him out the water, 10-8'd him, and just put on a clinic like that against Steve Aimable, I think, throughout his whole career. It's, it's just not happened, really, especially in his Cage Warriors career. So that's, a, for me, 100% number one contender for Harry, I think. And in terms of just the whole fight and everything, I've noticed this with my past few fights and Harry's fights now, where it used to be such a pressure bubble, the whole fight experience from going on the bus to getting in the venue and, you know, managing nerves and what have you. But whether I'm fighting or Harry's fighting, I feel like there's no urge. We want this fight to happen because we're so nervous for it. It's just it, the whole experience is fun. It's almost like a really, really hard training session. Either of us is fighting. It's a, uh, and then after the fight, it wasn't like, yeah, he's he's won. It was just, I know it was a, if it was a back and forth fight, there'd be more of those like emotions in it, like when he fought in Doi. But I think we've just got the got the process so geared down now. Yeah, from the outside looking in, it looks like you guys are just proving prove, prove your fight against uh, Kyle Driscoll. We did the face off for, and then watching it there at the event. You just seemed like you stepped up another level. Harry even competing at Cage Warriors Belfast to there competing at uh, one four five. You look like you improved again. It just seems like you lads are just getting better and better and better. And like, who knows where you're going to be in twenty twenty three? For Harry, like obviously we're talking about the featherweight division. Paul Hughes got that win against Jordan Vucenic and probably one of the like, like that fight was up there with one of the fights of the year with yourself against Kyle Driscoll and Reese McKee against Justin Burnson. But do you think? If Paul goes to the UFC next, which is looking very likely, who do you think Harry could fight for the title or a potential interim title? Um, I'm not sure because in terms of the contenders or people who were champs, you know, he's just beat Amable. You know, Charrier's there, but he's off two losses. And if he beats... He's fighting on your card. Yeah, and even if he beats this guy, it's like, He's not some massive name in the division. There could potentially be like some US fight, you know, uh, some ex-UFC guy like Wilson Hayes fought. He fought featherweight in his last fight. Yeah. I don't know if that was like a compromise or if he's wanting to be a run at featherweight, what have you, but it could be someone like that. There's a fellow we had on the show, and I think he's two, if not three, you know, on Cage Warriors in the US series called Damon Wilson. And he's called the Nomad. He, he lives in a in a, I don't know, I'm going to call it a caravan, but a, a mobile home. 
and he travels around uh, the states training. So that could be a an interesting one. He's a, he, he's an interesting character. You know what I mean? I don't know if I go as far as say as interesting as Harry, but uh, he, he's definitely <laughs> an interesting character. Um, George, just tell what? us about the performance. Sorry, Ross, Ross, yeah, about a, a rematch against Pasquale. Yeah, yeah, that, that could be sick. That could that could be sick. Although, like. Harry might get annoyed Dean Dean if he has to fight Pascali again because uh, he said he didn't want to fight any more hard people. <laughs> yeah, but See, if, if they put that in Italy, and then yeah, five uh, rounds. Kim well. Rand's looking for that title shot against um, Margatoni. That could be two titles in one night in Italy. Yeah, yeah I, I definitely game. Uh, I would definitely game both that and the Parma over in Italy would be through the roof. Yeah, jeez, imagine <laughs> that Italian Parma, George. Well, Pasquale was interested in the Parma. I don't know how uh, how that besh and cheese would last on a flight and then sitting around in hot Italy. But, you know, Pasquale was legitimately interested in the Parmo after his fight with Harry. Yeah, I, 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 can see, I can see them making it happen. You know what I mean? Like, they could do, like, a face-off and, like, they could both be having Parmos, but, like, it would have to be done well in advance of the fight. You know what I mean? Or maybe half a Parmo, you know? I still can't it believe could, we haven't had a Parmo yet. The moment we've talked about one Oh no, no! What's called? We're waiting to hit the big time and go over to Middlesbrough and interview both Hardwicks with both belts in person over a Parma at Central Park. Yeah, that'd be sick. Yeah, wouldn't it? Oh, and, oh, oh, uh, we can go to Fishburn. Fishburn. <laughs> I don't. Know, I don't know what the Parmos are like in Fishburn. Um, I, say, I say they're fishy. Sound a bit. Sound a bit sus to me. No, you're going to call it Fishburn for the rest of your life now, George. Yeah. <laughs> George, yeah, uh, the energized glasses up. <laughs> obviously, yeah, uh, Harry's performance well against him, but you touched on it. What what's changed? Because it's it was the same with your performance against Driscoll. Like, so, something seems to have clicked for you recently. Like the boxing's on point. Like seeing Harry stick his hands behind his back, uh, like as he was uh, pinging away at Amble was uh, a sight to behold. It, it was beautiful. What what's changed uh, with the hardwicks, or is it just you're getting that bit better and the confidence has grown? I think as well as it's it's the process of you know competing on cage warriors, everything around the weight cut, rehydrating, and the fight day is all just coming more and more into into its own. Where we've got it set down. There's no should we do that? Should we do this? We know what to do. But another thing is, it's not really like one thing clicks because me and Harry. Are bouncing ideas off each other, mm. you know, non-stop. It's just a continual process of we're always having these brainwaves and sharing them. Oh, you know what? If they're circling that way, you can actually do this. Or this feint's been really good. We'll spar and then we're, we're just discussing stuff on the way home or anything like that. And it's just a continual process of it, it's not waiting for one big click and like, oh, yeah, everything's good now. It's just continual little things, little things. And obviously, with our coaches Abdul and Pete, it's just constantly happening, constantly little tiny things, and it's more a culmination of little tiny details than it is one big thing changes and we're putting the performances on. Oh, I thought you were going to tell us it was the TikToks. Oh, I've been lazy <laughs> with the TikToks a few days. Yeah. Oh, I you'll say the Parmos. I'm sure there'll be uh, a 281 breakdown on, on TikTok at some stage. I'll have, I'll have... Give you a bit of work to do. I'll have to do a breakdown of uh, <laughs> of Harry's weight cut. So it's hot as it's hot as hell in the room because Harry's cutting weight, and we've ordered more towels. Harry's like mummified feet. He's in a towel wrapper popping out from around the corner. I'm 
I'm just in a shirt and my undies because it's hot as hell. Leon's just there eating a full roast chicken because for, for some reason we decided let's just eat full roast chickens from Tesco. And he sat at the desk with a full roast chicken. I'm just there in my shirt, my undies. I answer the door for this guy. You ordered more towels? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I only realized like five minutes after taking the towels how bizarre, how some kind of Dharma scene that would have looked like. <laughs> yeah, for, for anyone who hasn't seen some cut weight, the amount of towels that you actually use for that process is absolutely frightening. Um, yeah. Also, if you if you actually got a glimpse of uh, uh, Harry on the ground as well, like that would definitely be a scary sight, especially as uh, Leon's in the corner munching away on his full size chicken. Well, yeah, I just had a full roast chicken, so there was there was another chicken carcass somewhere in the uh, in the vicinity. It was a bit that of a was, scene. That was that was by Harry's feet, probably. Um, <laughs> sorry, no, but uh, George, we're gonna have to get back to you defending your belt this Sunday at Cage Warriors 147 Unplugged London live on UFC Fight Pass George what way are you getting the job done against Chris Bungard um, like this one is the main event this one the people are going to be tuning in for like Chris obviously has a big following you have a big following what way do you get the job done this Sunday see I never plan like a full clean knockout because you never plan for the knockout you always plan to land and then the knockout happens I think you know sometimes you can gas sometimes you can struggle and really grinding fights. Like I remember his fight with Charlie Leary and Bellator. He struggled with Charlie Leary because he was grinding and just had that pace. You know, Charlie Leary was giving him his hand, helping him up between like round two and three, which is, which is never a good sign. Uh, but that being said, he's a veteran. Veterans know how to survive. He might be, be able to make himself tricky to finish at points, but I'm thinking round three. You know, I've got plenty of round two finishes. I've got that round four finish. I'm thinking round three. I'm not, you know, I'm not just swinging for the fences, planning. I never plan for the knockout straight off. It just happens. Will we see some vintage body work in this one again? Oh, yeah. Body work all the time. Like, uh, uh, when I watch a George Hardwick fight, Basel, I'm sitting there and watching it. And when he lands those shots of the body, like, you can actually feel them sitting at home on the couch. Yeah, it's just the, the Hardwick, the Hardwick's cardios are just on another level as well you can tell they just live breathe and eat like this 24 7 so like after the fight george are you just gonna but you're gonna probably do an interview with edith after are you gonna just be like here look the ufc has to be next um well yeah or another defense it's just more on the competitive schedule i know there's gonna be a uf well when's usman edwards that's the rumors rumors of march so staying ready for that really because a lot of the times it's just they need someone. It might be a three weeks notice, might be a two weeks notice. Like when I was offered, it was a week's notice last time. It's just keeping that in mind and staying ready for it. There we yeah, go. We're having a, a semi-targeted date to be peaking towards. Yeah, so I can get the palmos and the festive bakes in to a good, satisfactory standard. There we over go. Over December, over December, and then still have time to be at a good weight, physically recovered. You know, I expect to finish Chris Bunga, but I'm always ready for a hard fight. I never plan anything after the fight straight away. There we have a Basmo. We had a uh, we have we had Fishburn. We had 
<laughs> they have to have a Cage Warriors happen. Fishburne next thing. Yeah, of course, definitely <laughs> Cage Warriors Fishburne. We discussed the title fight. We discussed Harry. We discussed future aspirations of the UFC. I think we discussed it all, George. Is there anything we haven't discussed that you wanted to get in there? Um, uh, we haven't discussed Resident Evil Four. That, that's always uh, can always talk for eight hours about that. Yeah, but like you know, just because your your last one talks to you about that doesn't mean you can bore us with that for eight hours, right? <laughs> <laughs> on UFC Fight Pass. On UFC Fight Pass, we'll, we'll have to get a you'll have to get a Twitch stream going. Uh, you and Harry can uh, Twitch together, and uh, I'm sure that would bring in the views. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, get. Just... Rant at each other trying to play Resident Evil 5 core. Yeah, uh, I'd watch, I'd watch, even though uh, I'm not a Resident Evil guy, but I'd watch it, George. I'd watch it, no doubt. Uh, George, is there any sponsors you want to give a shout out before we go? Uh, J Mac, J Mac Scaffolding, uh, Market Me, Waste Clearance Services, T Side, Rev Gear, uh, Canopy Northeast, uh, Bespoke Finance. And then Unit 20, and obviously the gyms are training at Middleton Fight Academy, Unit uh, 29, Newcastle Fight Centre. I think that's covered the base. Yeah, we want to make sure it, what's called, the, if you don't know who those guys are, they'll be the ones making all the noise uh, at the BT Sports Studios when George Hardwick's getting his hand raised. George, thanks a million for coming on. Uh, if you haven't watched this, make sure to like, share, subscribe, hit the bell notification, not miss any energized content. If you're on UFC Fight Pass, make sure to favorite this video and give George a follow on his social medias because he, he's a great guy and his TikTok's blowing up at the moment. And as always, stay, stay energized. Energized shot, up the Irish. Been sussing you guys a couple of times. I've seen a couple of clips. I think you're doing. Some interviews with Dylan Moran and that I, I, I saw. So keep going. Keep up the good work, guys.